0: Say that entrepreneur has that X factor and they're like, okay, this guy can get stuff done. He's passionate enough, he's got the experience, he's got the right pedigree, whatever that is that makes you meet your kind of criteria. Let's take a look at just the macro factors alone. Like the chances, like why do people start businesses like to begin with, even if they know that singular data point, 99% of you are not gonna be around. Welcome to Emergence Now the podcast where we explore breakthroughs in self-discovery, leadership, innovation, and technology. Join hosts Diren and Nikos. As two passionate entrepreneurs, we draw from our diverse backgrounds in business, technology, health, and spirituality. With Emergence Now, you'll get a fresh take on leveling up every aspect of your life and the principles you need to navigate an increasingly complex world. We dive deep into topics like creativity, the future of AI, biohacking, inner game, and so much more to share our insights, experiences, and the latest research on how to attain new levels of achievement, productivity, and awareness. So sit back, relax, and get ready to explore the future of humanity with us, whether you're a seasoned entrepreneur, a thought leader, or simply curious about what lies within and how it impacts everything around you. Emergence Now is what you've been waiting for. Let's dive in. We are back, ladies and gentlemen, and we're still in Chicago. And thankfully, <laughs> gratefully, Diren is still in Chicago. I'm still here. We're just jamming through episodes right now and just maximizing your time since you're not here often enough. But hopefully soon, more gigs here and just a visit again. You'd like to be back in the U.S.
1: When you visit Dubai, we're going to have to do the same thing.
0: So absolutely. Yeah. I already planted the seed for Jordan and I coming to visit you and the fam uh, sometime next year. So, all right, let's get into it. What we are discussing today is this notion that if you're starting a company, is this the best time or the worst time to launch a startup? We are going to explore the pros and cons. And we're going to be looking at it from a macro view, and then we'll be looking at it from a practical, principled aspect as well. So we'll evaluate everything from technological advancements, remote work, access to capital, things like that. But we'll also look at it from all of the reasons why you shouldn't do it. increased competition. You can't get enough funding. Maybe you just don't have the talent for it or you just want to give up. And really... We wanna look at this from a very poignant standpoint in which if you're about to Mm -hmm. launch a startup and maybe you have an industry that's ripe for disruption, is it gonna be ripe for you? So with that, let's just dive right into it. Darren, having launched numerous companies as a serial entrepreneur, is this the best time or the worst time to launch a startup? Obviously, the first thing that you might say is, it depends, really depends on your market, depends on your category, depends on the team, depends on your scale of growth, how you wanna solve the problem, so many different components. How do you even begin to deconstruct this discussion? Like, what is the entry point when you're evaluating whether or not it's a good idea to launch a startup in these conditions?
1: One word, why? Why do you wanna start the startup? Yeah. What is the inherent motivating drive to start this business? Is it a monetary aspect to it? Is it passion? So there are two types of people. There are people who are really passionate about what they're doing and there are people who are not. In the 25 years that I've been working as a consultant and then as an entrepreneur, I found that it's quite binary. Either people are passionate about it or they're not. This morning I was on the plane and there was this lady walking up and down the aisle and She just was not having fun. I could tell she hated her job. There were a few people flagging her down, asking her for water. The flight
0: attendant. Yeah, yeah, the
1: flight attendant. And she just was not helpful at all. I wondered like, why are you doing this? Why are you in this career if it doesn't make you feel alive? So is it the best time or is it the worst time? It really depends on why you're doing what you're doing. If the drive is for passion, is for impact and it's to leave the world in a better place, and to challenge yourself, then it's always the best time. It's always the best time. But if the driver is neither of that, then I would say, even if market conditions are ripe, even if the funding is there, even if you have all the stars lined up in your favor, and the wind is blowing behind your sail, it's never the right time.
0: Okay, so intrinsic motivation, obviously, and that ties back to what we had discussed in the previous episode, which is around your purpose-driven goal and lining that up to your growth mindset and ultimately what drives you as an individual, as well as your goals. So you're saying market conditions doesn't matter. It's like it's what's your big why. But what about all of those other things like prevention of capital or like it's never the right time because I still have a full time job and I don't want to take that risk for my family or things like that. What Mm. about those other factors that are actual like principled factors that you should actually take into account?
1: Mm. Yeah, I mean, all of that is important. You definitely need to take all of that into account. But when the passion is there, when you truly believe in what you're trying to build or service that you're trying to bring to market, you're in that resourceful state. We spoke about this in the previous episode. In the equation of cause and effect, you're on the cause side. So you will figure it out. I mean, that's what entrepreneurs do. That's what entrepreneurship is about. Do you know what the worst day is for an entrepreneur? What's that? Worst day of the week. Sunday? Every day. Every day. They're on it. <laughs> I every like the way day. you think, though. Sunday because you're not working. I want to get back to work. It's not building. No, you're working on Sunday. <laughs> you're working on Sunday. That's <laughs> yeah. true. You're working yeah, every a day. day. And every day there's something that comes up. I mean, entrepreneurship is all about problem solving. You're putting out fires every single day. You know this. You're in the trenches. Yeah. In the arena, so to speak. You're in the arena. Yeah. The gladiator in yeah. the arena. Yeah.
0: yeah. No, totally. Uh, what are some of the. Did I answer your question? You did answer the question. However, I kind of want to. Like focus in on that a little bit more because where my mind goes with it is you could think of a hundred reasons not to do it. It starts with the internal motivation, but then at the end of the day, if people are like, this is kind of a bad idea, no matter how passionate you are about it, does it matter? I mean there are bad ideas. Okay. <laughs> there yeah, are bad yeah. ideas. You can be passionate about a bad idea is what I'm saying.
1: But you can be passionate about it, and not to get too abstract and philosophical, you can be passionate about a bad idea and make it into a good idea. If there's passion, what is passion? Let's talk about that. Totally. Passion is this inherent drive, this abundant energy that you get access to that allows you to really take a step back and really see the whole picture because when you're passionate about something you're not taking no for an answer yes you're bumping into i used to have a manager and a client of mine who basically says he does this hitting the ceiling you're just hitting the
0: ceiling yeah yeah
1: but when you're passionate there is a ceiling but you're you're blowing you're breaking through the ceiling you're breaking through so you're always going to find ways to actually break through overcome or charge through walls and so it's again going back to endurance sports When you're running on track days, we're running and you look at the program for the day and you're thinking on paper, wow, this looks really easy. But the reality when you're actually executing on the program is a completely different story. Like you're fighting for every breath. But when I look at the athletes that are breaking through versus the ones that are not breaking through, there is no difference in physical capability. It's the passion that really gives the ones that are breaking through that marginal edge, and that's all it takes, is that marginal edge to actually break through. Got it,
0: you went right to the crux of it. I wanna put a pin in this for a second and talk about, let's just go to the cons for a second. Like if you were either an investor just looking at a particular market or the set of startups, or like you were one of the all-in guys just looking at a specific category and whether or not this company has the right kind of X factor to get involved or penetrate the market, Say that entrepreneur has that X factor and they're like, okay, this guy can get stuff done. He's passionate enough. He's got the experience. He's got the right pedigree, whatever that is that makes you meet your kind of criteria. Let's take a look at just the macro factors alone. Like the chances, like why do people start businesses like to begin with, even if they know that singular data point, 99% of you are not going to be around. Just for that reason alone, why even do this? Like, okay, I'm passionate about it, but I'm about to put my family through hell. I'm about to have sleepless nights. I'm going to work seven hours a week for maybe not a whole lot of pay until this fruit or this plant bears any fruit whatsoever. Why do it with all of the things and all of the factors going against you? Why? Are you asking me why? That, that why, same why why yeah. entrepreneurs do it? Let's look at the two ways. So th- th- that's the philosophical aspect. Let's yeah. first look at all of the, the current market conditions as to why it's like the worst time to do a startup and then tie that to the second component. It's like, what's uh, your why there?
1: So you went through some of the cons. I did. Increased competition sure. is definitely lack of funding or lack of access to funding. Something I went through, regulatory challenges. Yeah. I went through two of my startups, went through major regulatory challenges where the government was actually my competitor and they were setting regulation. Totally. And I could have at that point said, I'm not going to go up against the government, but that's why the tech industry, and this is not just tech, but came up with this term called pivot. Yep. We pivot, you find a different angle. You start dancing to a different song. That's right. Yeah. So then there's this war for talent at the Mm -hmm. moment, having been here for a month, Every entrepreneur I speak to has been telling me the same story, which is I just can't get access to good talent. Yep. There's a scarcity of talent at the moment. So when we run into these real challenges that you're talking about, the cons.
0: Yeah. The question ultimately was, so the macro conditions, which you covered. Yeah. And then taking into account all of the reasons why this would not be a good idea to launch a startup, why do you still do it? why do we still do it?
1: We still do it because I think anyone that still does it, taking into account all the obstacles, clearly it's because of passion.
0: Yeah. So it goes back to that X factor. It really
1: goes back to the X factor. Yeah. Yeah. The big why. Yeah. I mean, and I've been in this situation where I'm doing it not because I'm passionate about it, but because there's this monetary outcome at the end of that road. And I've noticed, and I went through this recently, and we spoke about this over lunch. I got to a point wherein the only driver was the monetary outcome. And Nikos, the monetary outcome was going to be significant, but I just had no passion for it. And the conditions were ripe access to funding was there. We had talent. Regulation was something that we were constantly having to work around. But on balance, We had the right team, we had the funding in place, we were building out the tech, everything was there, but the passion wasn't. And so every day I would wake up thinking, oh, not again, like I was in dread, like I dreaded getting on the next call or
0: the next meeting. Super interesting. So let me unpack that just a little bit because you gave me an aha moment. And as we're thinking about the reasons why or why not launch a startup, I realize there's an even deeper question around why a startup at all. So when I'm thinking about <laughs> the why a startup is a vehicle to answer your big why. Like I could have been a novelist, I could continue to write books. You could be a keynote speaker. Ooh, and so what I am. <laughs> well, yeah, exactly? So what ultimately drives you determines the medium at which you decide to go about your work. And a startup is a very specific thing because it suggests that there is some self-sustainability baked into that just based on how you metabolize. And what I mean by metabolize, you mean monetize. So it's like, how does this business start to sustain itself in a way that goes from zero to one, that creates value? But while you were talking earlier, it's like what gets you out of bed in the morning, I think of an artist that could just paint portraits, or a digital artist that could create graphic design arts, or now an AI artist that could just go into mid-journey and light up a store on Etsy. What's something about the entrepreneur that drives them toward kind of this vehicle that is a startup to answer that big question of what is my why? Where do you think that comes from versus like somebody that just wants to get up and write books or be like a Michael Jordan or like a competitive athlete? Like there's something interesting about the vehicle of a business or a startup to kind of tap into a bigger why, like, what is that?
1: Hey there, we're taking a quick break from the show to let you know that if you'd like to invite Durain or Nikos to speak at your next event on topics ranging from emergence and the inner game to the future of AI, we've got you covered. Simply email us at infoemergencenowpod.com. Once again, that's infoemergencenowpod.com. Now, let's dive back to the show. I think it's this notion of creating something from nothing. It's that whole idea of when you look at every profession out there, from lawyers to teachers to engineers to politicians... You think about the journey of all these different professions. They're all challenging, but the entrepreneurial journey for some reason has been documented more than any other profession. And challenges that an entrepreneur goes through is very clear. At least maybe I'm drinking my own Kool-Aid here, but having been an entrepreneur for so many years, but it seems like it's the most challenging journey that exists. It takes a special breed of human to constantly push yourself outside your comfort zone where it's really uncomfortable, but that's where growth and transformation takes place. So I think it's this whole notion, I think there are two aspects to this. One, it's the metabolizing the outcome of financial independence. Ultimately, what is it that we all want as entrepreneurs? Financial independence, I want freedom. That's right. I wanna be able to do what I want when I want. So that's really alluring. Like, I want that. I think that's what it is. For entrepreneurs, at least for myself, it was being the master of my own destiny.
0: Wait a second, man. Let me push back against that. Cause like <laughs> this, is, I find this to be a conundrum and I'm with you on the financial independent side because we all want that. But like, you <laughs> I are, see where you are going with this. <laughs> yeah. You're kind of enslaving yourself. So you quit your nine to five where you had some financial freedom. You at least had like Not financial freedom, but like the time to spend time with your family. But then when you're an entrepreneur, you are enslaved by your baby. Like you essentially have like zero freedom. But do
1: most people know that going in? No,
0: definitely not. You
1: heard it here first. (laughs) Most people don't
0: know it, but at the same time, it goes back to the love for the game. It's like, you don't mind spending seven hours a day, like 12 hours a day doing it, like seven days a week, 12 hours a day doing it because you love it so much. That's got to be a part of it. Yeah.
1: So that Mamba mindset, do you yeah. think, okay, so when we talk about financial freedom, it's also freedom of time yeah. to be able to do what I want when I want. Do you think Kobe had time freedom?
0: He wasn't doing it for financial independence. Correct. He was doing it for love for the game. For
1: the love of game. Yeah, yeah. And so why do people still get into it in spite of knowing that, you know, your pushback is, well, you're still enslaving yourself. Mm-hmm. You're not actually, there is no financial freedom until much later. If at all you are that 1%, what is that? 5% of all businesses fail in the first three years, and then 95% of that 5% fail in the fifth year and so on and so forth. We know the odds very well. It's stacked completely against the entrepreneur's favor, but yet we continue to do it. I think it's that love of creating something from nothing, the passion. And then the other side are people who think, okay, well, this is the gateway, the path to financial freedom. And what they quickly realize is that, yes, there may be financial freedom at the end of the road, but it's a long road. And if the passion isn't there, then you're not going to be able to get to that point where you achieve financial freedom. Don't
0: you think most entrepreneurs, well, it's ideally because you've been on this journey. I'm still on the journey. You've kind of evaluated it from multiple perspectives and layers Levels of elevation, rather. And a lot of entrepreneurs just do it for the money. They're like, can I spin up a business really quick? Can I buy a business and then just do it? Like a lot of passion isn't there. I would say 50, 60% of it is tied to some kind of intended financial outcome rather than just like pure passion. Like, where do you sit on that? And
1: how many of those people or entrepreneurs
0: make it? Probably not a lot. If it's not self sustaining that way, unless you're just like super savvy. And again, you're just good with buying out businesses and doing things that way. So Mm -hmm. there's a whole model around that.
1: That's more investment. You're more investing in opportunities that you see. So you're already coming from somewhat of a position where you have yeah. financial independence to be able to say, okay, yeah, I'm building from scratch. You're not building, you're not going yeah. from zero to one. So I'd like to draw that distinction. Totally. Right? So when we talk about entrepreneurship, or let me ask you, when you're talking about entrepreneurship, are you referring to zero to one? I am. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So we're on the same page. Totally. It's good that we're on the same page. Yeah, I'd be <laughs> on the same
0: page. <laughs> yeah. Of course.
1: Okay. So yeah. it's all about something going, from nothing. Something from yeah. nothing. And so yeah, passion is key. Yep. Absolutely. Essential.
0: Okay, so that continues to be a threaded theme, apparently, is that if you are wanting to build a startup, then passion has to come from that very place. It has to tap into your ultimate why. So for those of you that have a big why, then ultimately, it's the best time to do a startup. Okay, what if you don't have a big why, and you still want to start a business? Why? (laughs) Why even do that? Just be a YouTuber? That's also entrepreneurship. That is, I mean, you're yeah, going from zero subscriber. Yeah, yeah, solopreneurship.
1: You're going from zero subscribers to yeah. one. I mean, you're still creating something from nothing. Yeah, why would you want to do that? Is ultimately the most important, essential, fundamental question.
0: Mike. I think there's a good one, and I think we want to pivot this to. I you know you're not a skeptic. But let's talk about like the pushback a little bit, just in terms of the contrarian point of view. The world economy, it's not looking like a good place. The Fed continues to pump, continues to print money and inflation is going up. It's the worst market conditions. My particular market segment just really sucks. It's so competitive. It's hard to really differentiate. So why even do it if you're not going to differentiate? Well, I feel like there's so many different factors here that people are not paying attention to. But... Do you want to be a skeptic or do you want to be a positivist? Do you want to be somebody that kind of motivates yourself and kind of moves into this new realm? I guess ultimately it's the worst time to do a startup if you're not intrinsically motivated, but the best time to do a startup if you have the right kind of mindset and the right reasons. So just kind of punting back to you there, like ultimately, where do you go if you feel like there's really no upside from here?
1: I think it comes down to self-awareness, really knowing yourself, your strengths, your weaknesses, and really parlaying your strengths into something that creates the conditions for success, however you define success. It may be defined from a a financial perspective. It may be defined from an impact perspective, the number of people that you want to reach, and the number of people's lives that you wanna change. It may be from success, maybe getting home at five o'clock so that I can read to my kids and have dinner with them and be able to spend time with my spouse. So really understanding what is it that we want and what are our strengths and really doing things from an authentic place. I think that's key. With entrepreneurship, it's really interesting with startups now. I think now more than ever, especially with the tech founders and tech celebrities that we all celebrate from the Elons to the Mark to the Dorseys and everyone in between, we look at them and we think, wow, like they've got the Jets, they've got this, they've got that, they are making all this. But what what we don't understand or what most people don't understand is all the work and the sacrifice that they've made to get to where they are.
0: Absolutely. Right? Yeah, that's where I was going to add to that was that a lot of folks may just like the idea of being an entrepreneur without sexy, understanding right? what it is. Yeah, yeah. They won't see the Bezos pre-97 where he's just like in this crappy desk with Absolutely. like a whole yeah. bunch of books like stacked there where he's like doing all the shipping himself and things like that. Or Sarah Blakely, who was like licking her own envelopes with Spanx and then sending them off to her own Great customers. Example. So it's not glamorous. No, Glamour. but
1: we see... Well, media shows us the glamour side. Yeah. We don't see the blood, sweat, and tears totally. that went into it. Totally. And I think we're all capable. I mean, we're eternal optimists here. Absolutely. And we believe that we're all capable of that level of creativity, yeah. that level of of achievement, of success. But what it really fundamentally comes down to is being aligned with is that really authentic to who I am? Because not everyone is built to be an entrepreneur because not everyone is willing to make the sacrifice to live the entrepreneurial lifestyle.
0: Yeah, most definitely. All right, man. Well, here, let me get your last thought. I want to land the plane because you gave me another aha moment, but we talked a lot about it's the worst time to do a startup. Let's have your final thought on why it's the best time to do a startup. And then I have uh, some closing thoughts on that as well. I think it's the best time to
1: launch a startup Because the barriers to entry in most industries is probably the lowest it's ever been with access to AI and various platforms that give us access to the funding. I mean, there's so many different platforms that allow us to bring our service or product to be able to get crowdsourced funding for that product or that idea or that service is probably the most it's ever been. And so when you think about it from a technology perspective, the accessibility to technology, the accessibility to funding, I'm not saying it's easy. It's probably more difficult than it's ever been because there's a lot more competition. Commoditization, yeah. The commoditization that's Mm. taking place. But it now exists. Ten years ago, it didn't exist. And so that's probably why it's the best time. And... I think with, and I'll take this to the philosophical, spiritual side of it as well. I think there's this not a resurgence, but this spiritual awakening that's been taking place the last few years, where people are really getting to truly understand and ask the big questions of who am I, what do I want. The level of self awareness that I see around me is the highest that's ever been, and so if people are getting to know themselves really well, and now you have a clear perspective and a clear understanding of whether this is authentic to you, that path of entrepreneurship, then you're getting the answer very quickly. Absolutely. Because all the tools are out there for you to discover self.
0: Yeah, Yeah. so accessibility. Meditation,
1: mindfulness.
0: Accessibility and the democratization of technology, I'd say, is the big one. And to your point, I would say, Once you endeavor on something truly challenging that not a lot of people do, I'd say the grit, the resilience, the courage, it just builds this new character in you and you get to that exact place that you were talking about earlier, which is I become a different person. I transform into a different person. And that person who, even if you fail, You've succeeded at becoming somebody else Mm. because that person was not the same person when you entered that cave, when you entered the trenches, when you entered the arena, you were a completely different person.
1: So it's a win-win. Yeah. So what's the message? Are we saying everyone should be an entrepreneur? Yes,
0: (laughs) I am. Everybody should do it once. Yeah. Yeah. At least once.
1: It's a beautiful journey. It really is. It is. It stretches you on so many different dimensions and it's a true test of character, like you said. That's right. Yeah. And that's why I love the parallels between endurance sports and entrepreneurship, because in entrepreneurship, the milestones, like you're working on something and it may take six months for you to experience that setback. And endurance sports, you're getting kicked in the face every single day. You're fighting for that next breath every single day. And so you're building a lot of, one of my regrets is I wish I started endurance sports a lot earlier Because it would have really served me as an entrepreneur early in my career. Because I would have built that grit, that resilience. And that's what it's really about when it comes to entrepreneurship. Definitely. Yeah.
0: I would also argue that endurance sports has a spiritual dimension as well in terms of how it transforms you. So You need to do an episode on that. Yeah, we should. Yeah. But we'll plant the seed with this next one. So, Mm. all right. With that, folks, we will see you next time where we will talk about spirituality and its impact on your productivity. Thank you for joining us on Emergence Now. Ciao. Thank you for tuning
1: in to Emergence Now, where we explore the emerging trends, technologies, and ideas that are shaping our world today for you to discover yourself. We hope you have enjoyed this episode and gained valuable insights that you can apply in your own life. If you want to stay up to date with our latest episodes, be sure to subscribe to our podcast on your favorite platform. And don't forget to follow us on social media where we share additional content, engage with our community, and keep the conversation going. Thank you for listening to Emergence Now, and we hope you will join us for the next episode.